guys. Welcome back to the post show. So David's returned. So we have come back with another big post show. Uh, this was a really fun one. So we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, up top, we talked about the Batman. Uh, we just want to give you warning now. Uh, around the 19, 20-minute mark, uh, there's for about six to eight minutes. For, let's just call it, you know, nine minutes. Uh, there is some spoilers. Uh, so just giving you guys a heads up on that. But uh, other than that, we talked about a ton, a lot of anime. So Mashoko Tensei, and My Dress Up Darling, and 86. Dave also talked about this really cool new show called Severance uh, by Ben Stiller. We talked Peacemaker and DC in general for a good little uh, stint. Uh, and then we kind of, you know, round things out with uh, the Reddit Anime Awards. And then we also talk about the... Uh, the Star Wars Duel of the Fates, the uh, the script written by Colin Trevorrow for the what was to be Episode Nine of the uh, the Star Wars you know post trilogy there. So, anyways, we're glad to be back. Post shows have returned. Watch out for them Friday. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, hey, Grant. Hey, Dave. And we're back. Post-show. Um, if you guys haven't been here, or if you haven't listened to the Attack on Titan podcast uh, that came out this week, first of all, what are you doing? Go listen to that. And uh, second of all, I'm back. We've had a little hiatus, scheduling, conflict, life gets in the way type mm. thing. Uh, again, shouts out to the guest hosts uh, that we had. Both did fantastic jobs. Thank but, you very much. Leanna and Bronson, you guys are r- real ones, for sure. You my rock. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, uh, it's I, I was texting Grant, and I was like, man, it feels like I'm missing my weekly therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, it, was so, it was so nice, you know, like, you know, Bronson was helping, out, helping us out, and Leanna was helping us out, and it was just, I would go and be like, oh, oh yeah, Dave does that. I got to do that now. <laughs> it's like, it was just like trying to, like, the roles, trying to figure all that out. It was, it was a fun learning experience, honestly. But uh, yeah. we're back. Yeah, reunited. Reunited. Um, we've got so much to talk about. Like, I think there are a couple ways we can go about this. It's like we could have like a two to three hour post show, which is probably mm. not the best. <laughs> um, or no, I think, yeah. yeah, we pick we pick a few things. Mm-hmm. We sync up. Yep. And uh, we we catch up. I think we got to start with maybe the heavy segment. Yeah, the big boy, the, the three hour big boy, <laughs> the Batman, the Batman. If should we do like like it or love it? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm curious. Like I don't know. What are we two weeks out from opening? We can do spoilers, right? I mean, we could just give you a spoiler warning, or we could stay. Mm, no, I think we should. I think we should. Uh... How about we start spoiler free? Sure. And then if there are plot points, we'll like save them till the end, and we'll give a spoiler warning. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, what about you? Like it or love it? Oh, I loved it for sure. Fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's not fair. Again, you know, I feel like I'm I'm saying this on a regular basis, a la <clears throat> Tokyo Revengers. It's mm. not it's not fun punching down, but sure, this was kind of like this movie is not like <clears throat> where do I? I'm trying to really say this poetically, I guess, but like it was a great movie. 
it didn't like break new ground. I think it went back to I think it was the most accurate to the comics I think a Batman movie has been in a long time. Yeah. Which was really nice, like the detective story stuff. Also um, great to have just a fresh take. Very fresh. Very fresh. So that was awesome. But for me personally, and if anyone that listens to the post show, you and I have been kinda of bitching and griping over the past year and a half about <laughs> all the Marvel stuff. And some of it's good, some of it's not bad, some of it's bad. And, like, this is just, it was just so refreshing to have a superhero movie. Not just necessarily dark, but, like, genuinely grounded. Like, there's clearly CG, but, like, you had to look for it, you know? Yeah. Versus, and it was just, it was just kind of, like, nice on the eyes, you know? It was fantastic. It's funny, I actually, uh, last night, falling asleep, I was watching a featurette on the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm Mm-hmm. And you got to appreciate Christopher Nolan and that trilogy. Like, the big thing that they were huge on is, like, they re- they wanted to make the most grounded Batman ever. And you have to, you know, to be fair, but up to that point, it was by far the most bat- grounded Batman film ever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and this really just continues to make break new ground in that. Like, this is the most relatable human Batman movie there's ever been. But it felt like Gotham, though. Oh, okay, man. Because, Did they like, ever nail the city? Because the Nolan movies just felt like Chicago. Yeah. Plain, plain and simple. Like, they said it was Gotham, but it wasn't. It's This yeah. felt like a lived-in Gotham city. If, if, did you play, um, did Arkham? You play the, the Arkham games? Yeah, I did. Spot on. It felt like, you know, when you I think Matt Reeves the did, iceberg, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. You see the Iceberg Lounge, you're like, you know, you see all the... The, like the penthouse is built into bridges and, and bunkers and like dude it was, it was awesome it was spot it's, on it's crazy because it, it's it's spot on and, and it's crazy how good it is like uh-huh. it's crazy to me that like th- there are just so many ways a batman movie can go and you know from casting and you know just like all the inevitable uh controversy of a movie like this it's just like i didn't think we would be exiting this movie release with people talking about whether or not he's the best Batman or not. Like people are, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying like, it's like, it's that well received Mm. that he's like, this movie is already, people are already arguing about their top two or three movie lists. And this is already in the conversation. It's fucking crazy. How, how positive the reception of this has been. Oh yeah. Like it's like, they've really landed a slam dunk here. 100%. They deserve all the praise they're getting. And it's not a perfect movie by any means. No, of course not. That movie should have been a clean two thirty. like no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, We got to talk more about length later. It was very, it was very long, but you know, there's also like narrative wise, like it's not a spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler because uh, it was in all the marketing, but a lot of the Catwoman stuff just didn't work with me. Yeah. Work for me rather, you know, it was, you know, I feel like. I'm glad she wasn't just a love interest. Like, her story was very much revolving around the plot, which was, like, the saving grace of it. She was integral to the plot. Integral to the plot. So, like, you know, her being there made complete sense. And anytime she was on screen, I genuinely enjoyed her, like, the character. Good performance, too, yeah. Good performance. But just some of it just, like, like fucking dragged. And I was like, this is a long movie. I would love if this just kind of sped it up a little bit. You know, just, it's, it's just stuff like that. It's funny. I was saying to Sam, like... You know, it, this is clearly too long. But then I was like, okay, but now you got to play the edit game. Like, what do you remove? And, like, it's either you have to do this by a thousand cuts and kill one minute there, ten seconds there, and, like, everything feels potentially disjointed, or you got to yank a whole plot. And it's yeah. like, the Penguin plot was so good, but he was barely in the movie. And then I was like, well, well see, Catwoman didn't think... always work for me. What about her? But she's so tethered to the plot, you can't yank her out either. 
It's like, I just don't know where you find the time. I know. The, see, the Penguin thing, like, I really enjoy it. And again, he was so unrecognizable good. Colin Farrell. He was good. Like, anything he said was good. But, like, he was just a plot generator. He was yeah. just, that's all he was. Like, he was, re- there was really no crazy, like, if you had plucked him out of the story and just had, like, generic bad guy, th- it, it, it's not that it would have jived more. It's just, it would have been less of a bigger presence. And I think it would have maybe moved... And maybe maybe that's why they did use the penguin. Maybe it kind of made yeah. these scenes seem less slow because he had a big character. I don't know. It's, oh, that's I, a good I point. I don't edit movies, but it's like I said, I, re- I really really liked it. I I love my Chemical Pattinson. It's <laughs> you know it's I love Emo Pattinson. It's so good. Like again, it was I was a little bummed out there was not enough Alfred. I would have taken a ton of that. Yeah. And uh, all to say, it, I don't like Paul Dano at all. Uh, there's very few movies where in I've seen one. general or in he this just film. Is, like no, no, in this in this he was good. Like he's a he's a phenomenal. Uh, it's just one of my weird like you just have a celebrity. You're just like I don't like that guy. Yeah, I, t- I totally. It, I mean. It's just anytime he's in something and just the unanimous praise that he gets from yeah. anyone I talk to about his roles is like, yeah, like, he was good, but I, I just don't like the guy. Who's and, who's that guy I went in hard on that is going to be Adam Warlock in Guardians oh, uh, Three. <laughs> Every time I see that dude's face, I just get pissed off. I'm like, nah, not, fuck that not, guy. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Paul Dano, but like, you know, it was so funny. I was talking, <clears throat> I was talking to a friend of ours, and uh, we were talking about the movie, and I was like, yeah, like he was great until he took the mask off, and then I just didn't care what he had to say. Like, <laughs> like the, the the potency kind of like severely dropped. No, like, it did, dude. You yeah. know, but like, I I'll give him one thing. Um, you're you're kind of. You're locking the actors in a steel cage by making that choice, like narratively yeah. speaking, by having him arrested and unmasked and having this final confrontation, which to be fair, probably mm-hmm. had to happen. Yeah. But you're like, you're just leaving him. He's like, okay, well, I'm a villain and I now have to actually, like I have to do different, a very different acting move. Mm. I have to play a very different role than I've been playing literally the entire film. Because this mm-hmm. is my only scene with Batman, I'm unmasked, and I have to communicate how unhinged I am. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, he just made a choice. Like, it was clear, like, you know, I just don't know what else he could have done. Like, he obviously could have played it a million different ways, but it's just, like, the plot, the narrative was like, okay, well, we've written you into this corner, mm-hmm. you you have to do a good performance now. Yeah. You know what I and mean? He did, and he did, like, I, not, I think I'm he did sh- well. I am not sure, sh- but, like, when he... Like the the Facebook live scenes essentially throughout yeah, the movie yeah. were super super effective and like when he yelled in those like when he was like screaming through a fucking phone oh, I yeah. was like well like well this dude's a little like a little intense like you know and it, yeah. it really worked really well but um yeah I don't know and you know the Jeffrey Wright as uh, Gordon spot great on. Like, great fantastic cast it, it it was cool to see how they kind of like roll reverse like Commissioner or not I guess. Captain Gordon in this instance, or Lieutenant Gordon? Um, well, if he, Alfred. Uh, what do you mean? He's not commi- well, because usually like Alfred's like the guy who's like always... Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Alfred's not in the field with him, but he's like usually his he, guy he talks to. Man in the chair. Man in the chair, and it kind of felt like Gordon was the man in the chair, but rolling with him. Much more you know of a I mean? partnership yeah, than uh, that. previous <clears throat> interpretations. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Jeffrey Wright is legitimately one of those guys. I see his name oh, so good. in a show or a movie. I'll like I'll watch it. Like there's everyone has like those 10, 10 or fifteen actors or actresses that like you just see. You're like I'm in. Have I, you I seen uh, Westworld? 
Yes. Oh, uh, the, only the first season. Only oh, he's incredible season. in it. Incredible. Yes, he was. Um, oh, God, what else can we talk about? Uh, so, <sighs> the score. I think that's the biggest takeaway, honestly, for me. Unbelievable. Terrifying. Just like that four, that four beat, like, the, oh. like just like the hard, like the, the bass keys. Just it's The Batman theme they did outstanding batman mm-hmm. like just such a beautiful reimagining of it the uh what is it the amadelia that that score part fantastic mm. sound engineering though i will say this is the first film i've ever seen in, in a dolby atmos theater oh fucking sound coming out of my chair like shaking me unreal no, no. like not enjoy that. <laughs> and no i was i kept saying i was like grant would hate this like it was so fucking loud dude like it, yeah. it made the score and some of the sound engineering, like, very potent. So I was like, mm. I can't tell if this is an unbelievable score and soundtrack or if it's, like, this Dolby shit. But well, the nice thing about the Dolby stuff is a lot of the sound editing and design is with Dolby is, like, involved with it. So, like, yeah, you know, they know how theaters, to punch what up. Well, exactly. There's some theaters that... Pardon, oh, excuse me. Pardon me. There's uh, fuck. We're drinking gin way later. And I apologize, everyone. <laughs> um, there's just like some theaters are designed to have a certain movie in it because it's you know they want it to be played in a theater like this. So that's awesome that you get to see it that way. Like when we Leanne and I saw Dune in IMAX, I was like, this is how you're supposed to see the movie. And, yeah, you know, totally. The sound was again. I was holding my ears the whole time, but like you know, I was enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, man. That 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 was a really good uh, part. Like. I, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot about this movie. Like, I'm not... It, we're not Captain, like, hot takes out here. But I mm-hmm. think it's a reasonable take to say that there are pieces of this film that are the best... Um, the best... That pieces of Batman that have been done mm-hmm. up to this point. Like, I think he... Like, to your point, I think he nailed Gotham. I think this movie has the yeah. best Gotham. Um, I also think, and it's funny, like, because everybody looks at those Nolan movies as, like, this this thing on a pedestal, and rightly so, right? Like, they were really groundbreaking at the time. But I never, I never really thought about the combat mm-hmm. in those movies, like, the actual physicality of Batman and the mm-hmm. stunt work and the choreography and how it's shot. I never really thought about that. And then when you kind of hold it up to this, it's like, well, this is different. This is significantly better. Batman is much more physical in this movie than in many of the other films. He pounds the living shit out of a few guys, and I was like, that guy's not... That was like the... the he really is vengeance, dude. When people like people are running away from the ass-kicking they get from him, all I can think of is, no, that's no one's getting up and walking away from that. That's the yeah. most unrealistic part, but it's like it's a comic book movie, whatever. Yeah. But um, I knew, like... I don't want to say like I'm a fortune teller or anything like that, but... I knew this movie was going to be good solely based on the director because he did this Planet of the Apes, the Planet of the Apes, which are haven't little seen inside, little, Oh, Dave, little inside baseball. Like I have historically, I don't know what it is. I just love the Planet of the Apes movies. I grew up watching them like on sick days at school. They were always on the Action Channel or you mean like sci-fi. the classics? The classics. I always, always, always loved them. I used to uh, watch them all the time. So when Matt Reeves did the new ones, you were like first in line. Well, I was just like, these look awesome. Like, it kind of nailed... Because there was that really goofy Tim Burton one. Oh, wait. And also, isn't fucking Andy Serkis the monkey? Yeah, he's uh, Caesar. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So How about that? you know, perfect. You know, like, the, it's, 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 it's weird to see him, like, in a live-action role now. Honestly. Everybody uses Andy Serkis. Like, did you know after Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson used Andy Serkis for Hong Kong? Con- Hong Kong. 
King yes. Kong. Oh, for King Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hong Kong. Jesus. Get him ready for his... Not even halfway ideas. through our first gin here. Um, but yeah. But, but anyway, I just... I love those movies. And then I, he didn't make the first one. He, he only made this number two and three of like this new series. Right, right. But like those movies were beautiful. They were awesome. Like they were some of the best like theater experiences I had ever had. And it just... It, it took that... Not necessarily dark tone, but like... It just took the like the realness of the situation. It wasn't mm. like campy and like you know apes living in like rock. You know, it, it it wasn't like the future situation. It was like you know the like the prequel ask if you want to take it. But they were fucking awesome movies. And when I found out he was doing this, I'm like, this Batman movie is going to be unreal. Dude, you know what he also did? His only movie, the only other movie he's done that I've seen, and I notoriously hate horror films. He did uh, Let Me In. Have you seen that shit? Oh yeah, that. <laughs> That is, the the remake is really good. I like the original. Yeah. He, he, he was just on uh, The Big Picture, actually. Uh, Sean Fantasy was interviewing him. Oh, yeah. and he told an interesting story about how, like, the original wasn't even out in the, like, in the, in the West yet. They were oh. having a hard time getting it over here. And he, he had seen it, because I think, I'm assuming directors get access to that kind of thing. And um, he was, like, talking to the director that made the movie. He's like, fuck, man, like... I'm making mine. Yours isn't even out over here. And the guy's like, don't worry about it. He's like, you get it. You're going to do a great job. Like, was given the blessing. Uh, and I don't think that happens too often. No, with, it like, does not. <laughs> Especially with like weird timing like that. So, like, people assumed that, like, Let Me In was, like, the original over here. And then, like, shortly after, like, the actual original had come out in the West. Like, it was... Because that was the era. Like, there was... Streaming was just kind of just getting kicked off. Because I think that was, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Or, or 2010s, I mean. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he also did Cloverfield as well. Which, oh, which was like a that is a that is a movie. Yeah, that was a relic like, of a time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was good. It was good. At the time, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, fucking fucking Matt Reeves, man. Um, yeah. What what else? So uh, maybe one of the best Batman intros ever. Like the mm. oh, I, I we oh, no, it's, it's semi spoiler. But like the bat the way Batman is introduced. Um, is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just like the the cinematography in this movie, the intro of the Batmobile, um, and the take. I think the biggest thing is Batman's arc. I I loved. I connected more with this arc um, in this Batman movie than in maybe any other Batman movie. I thought it was fan fucking tastic. It's it's. I really like you know it's. It's hard because the Nolan movies came out when we were in high school and, you know, usually movies and shows and albums and games from, like, that time period, like, really stick hard with you. Nostalgia like, factor Nostal- is real. You know, but, like, at the nostalgia is one thing, but, like, those were good movies. Say they were fantastic movies. Say what you want about Dark Knight Rises, but, yeah. like, it was good. Um, but this movie is just like, oh, fuck, like, this is just more, it, it felt more genuine to the brand, Dude, you know? I- I can't Genuine, like it's, yeah. yeah, and you know this is not a spoiler because it's in every review and headline out there. It really is an eighty percent Batman movie, twenty percent Bruce Wayne movie. Yeah. But my least favorite part is the Bruce Wayne stuff. But it's funny because my take on that is is that it's and you know I maybe like my take is kind of poisoned because I saw this in interviews that kind of like reinforced it. But like it's because Bruce Wayne in this movie is so clearly obsessed with yeah. Batman. He he thinks it's his cure, right? Like he's he's vengeance in this movie, right? And the way the arc goes, like there's a lot of growth there, and 
hopefully like it'll be really interesting to see what the bruce wayne interpretation evolves into if they do a second movie i think that's what's kind of teed up but like it's because i think he's obsessed he's sleepless because he's so possessed by batman like there is no i saw what i think are some pretty bad takes out there of or takes a lot of bad takes well, in this movie actually I, one just one take I, I like heartily disagree with is like oh people are upset that we don't get playboy bruce wayne because we have to give it to christian bale he was fantastic at at that delineation that separation of those two characters but to me it's so obvious that that's not what this movie is like he's no. just he's not that yet he's two years exactly. in exactly Dave, like, that's that's the important thing. He's not that yet. Yeah, you know, I think he will be. I think there's that, so much room yeah. for sequels to like that for the the Bruce Wayne to truly rise to the occasion. I, I yeah, you're 100 on the money there. Like he he's you know what I mean. He's uh, he's completely possessed uh, as Batman and as vengeance. And I think if you look at the end of the movie, like it's very hopeful and uh, and it it hints at a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to come. Um, can we talk spoilers? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do a spoiler spoiler warning. We'll give everyone uh, like uh, fifteen here. We'll just we'll take a sip of our drinks. Give everyone five seconds. <laughs> spoiler warnings for end of the movie, the Batman. End of the movie. All right, guys, you've been warned. Um, do you have any major complaints or? No, the like the length. I, honestly, like if I didn't, if I just didn't have a hard time sitting and if I had seen this, like you know. You know, in the in the big city in a nice theater, I wouldn't have even flinched because the seats are nice. Oh right, just where I had to see it, like my tailbone is fucked. So like, you know, sitting in the movie, I was you know, I was you know basically like dancing in my seat for like the last forty five minutes. Yeah, and uh, so that I think that's just why the length. Very yeah. rarely does the length bother me with the content. It's just my comfortability in the yeah. theater. Um, and then the Catwoman, like I said, it just it was just some of the Catwoman stuff. I was like. I buy this. It's a genuine. I can see like that clear attraction. Like holy fuck, <laughs> like you know, chemistry. I've never, seen, I've never seen two like superhero characters like clearly want to bang it out like on screen. Yeah, genuinely like the Marvel stuff is just so PG. Like I'm it's, not saying it needs to be that. It's funny because like, this movie is PG. Like you don't feel it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that sometimes. No, it doesn't feel like it at all. But um, there's just like some instances revolving around the characters. Just like this let's just fucking go like we're dragging here but you know but then there's other parts where it's like oh this is the perfect length and you know it's i was i was through the entire the movie it would be like one scene i loved it one scene i didn't one scene i loved it it was just back and forth with her character but i think she was great i think she was awesome i think it was just the narrative around her a little bit was a little fucking weird sometimes you know yeah like they hook her character so tightly into the Mm -hmm. plot like if you think about chained at the wrist yeah so it's like you can't cut her out of the movie because she's she's connected to everything Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I don't know i think the biggest complaint for me and i really hope i hope we change our minds is the joker setup at the end i think like there's way too much joker in the mainstream right now that scene that scene didn't happen to me as far as i'm concerned that was that was studio involvement 100 yeah that was the most disingenuous part of the whole movie that was uh that was genuine like in a fantastic movie that was a genuinely bad take mm-hmm. um but you know like in these movies studio involvement is rampant mm-hmm. who knows but like dude there are like this guy like i can't remember the actor's name 
But if you consider him the Joker, and maybe you don't, but let's say you do, that means there are currently three actors in Hollywood playing the Joker. That's obscene. Yeah. Like, Jared Leto's gonna do more Joker shit. And Joaquin might do a fucking sequel. <laughs> we were walking out of the movie, I was with Devin and Joe, and I can't remember, I can't remember which one of them said it, but I was like... That wasn't fucking Joaquin there. <laughs> no. I was like, no, I don't think... I purposely definitely wasn't him. Like, and, like, the Riddler was kind of Joker-esque this interpretation to it. Like, just no. Just yeah. fucking no. Like, I think everybody was stoked to see the Riddler because it had been, what, tw- more than 20 years since he'd been on screen yeah. and in a feature film. And it felt like an, an opportunity to explore some, like, fun Batman villains we haven't seen in a long time. You don't need the Joker. Or, like, just do something else for the second movie. And if you do a trilogy, then do it. Like, you, yeah. we need some distance from this. Like, there, it's it was just mar- it was way too, too much. It, it, they, were, they were, you know, jumping ahead. I will say, <clears throat> it's going to sound... I was a little worried, like, when... When Riddler kind of, you know, presents himself and all that. There's clearly, like an incel white nationalist kind of like not the character directly but just kind of like there's a couple scenes like with leading up with the fan base um and yeah. i was like are they stepping on joker's toes here because that movie was like very like heightened like taxi driver very you know basically yeah. of, of taxi driver and that was a lot of the similar messaging back then like you know disgruntled white male like i think it's a stupid take like fucking grow up like be a part of society but anyways um so that was it was very very topical without being super heavy-handed yeah i I thought yeah one of the best comments i saw on that was uh confirmed that uh riddler's followers are all reddit moderators (laughs) 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 pretty good Uh, yeah but Um, i don't know great movie great movie fantastic movie i think some of the best batman action i've ever seen um i mean while we're on spoilers how about that adrenaline slash venom question mark injection at the end did you catch that well what um so in the final uh confrontation he's you know he takes like a shotgun blast like to the chest like very close range and catwoman has to pull him up off a ledge Uh and then she's dragged away and then he injects himself with something and has like a really animalistic scream. And then he pulls the guy off her and he's beating this person's brains in and he has, Batman has to be pulled off. But this is all post he injects himself with a green looking serum. Oh, like Bane. Exactly. Oh, I didn't put that together. That was, you know, I'm, uh, that was my take at the time. But I don't know, like, I don't know, like, that could be oh, in this no. universe. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Never gets old. The Bane shit. Yeah. To what? Like eight years later? It's still funny. Uh, Do you no feel it, Chad? God. I love movies. Yeah. Anyway. It, just, it was so nice to see in the theater, too. Like, I've seen movies. Oh, what theaters, a theater so movie, dude. Kind of, Opened up, but I was just like, we we walked out of that the three of us, and we we're just like, well, we are fucking ready to go. <laughs> Let's go beat some some villains up. Let's be vigilantes. You just, know? Like, what a theater movie! Yeah. It's such a great theater movie. Uh, yeah. Maybe last small complaint, dude. They put and like you know, you and I aren't really big trailer people, like for this reason. But they sure. put so many key moments in those fucking trailers. Like, oh, oh really? So many key moments in those fucking trailers. <laughs> Like, uh, everything in the final fun, 
final fight in the arena. Batman coming through the ceiling. That was in the trailer. The conclusion really? to the car chase scene of with Penguin. That was in the trailer. Oh. Batman leading people out of the arena with the flare and looking up all muddy. And like, which is like the conclusion of the fucking movie. Oh, that vaguely sounds familiar. That I was in the trailer. There's a scene with the Riddler in the in the the, uh, the cafe. That was yeah. I remember seeing that. I think that was the first trailer. I only watched the first one. Anyway, but uh, yeah. Okay, Batman. All right, we're 26 minutes in. We've talked about one thing. Let's do it. What do you, what do you got? I know you, I know it's on the tip of your tongue. I know what you want to talk about. <sighs> do, which one do you think it is? Michelle Cotense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. Go. Okay, so, um, you you've watched what two episodes? Two episodes. Okay, so mm. I, I finished saw a training, it. I saw two training arc. Oh, you finished it. You're all caught up. Yeah. So I think cool. I told you I um, and they just announced season two. So I started watching two different animes, two new animes to me at the same time, and that was uh, Mushoku Tensei and Assassination Classroom, mm. both like relatively well regarded. Mm. Um. And Mushoku Tensei just grabbed me in a way that Assassination Classroom has not. Though, that's nothing against Assassination Classroom. So, I'm trying to think of how to give you my thoughts without majorly spoiling stuff. But, I think maybe one of the best ways I can put this is Mushoku Tensei is like the best anime that I won't ever recommend to anyone. Mm, Does that make sense? Is it the fan service? Because I know it's in there. There's fan service. It's like it's, the etchy, there's a lot of etchy elements to it. The, it's um. I mean, like I'm just gonna come right out and say it because I think if you've heard of this show, you've probably heard about its controversy. And yeah. if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we're both sticklers, and I'm particularly picky about like just hypersexualization in anime. I just mm. can't stand it. I find it like is a it jars me out of the experience. I. I've just, oh, we're going to have a good chat later. So. <laughs> I've just never felt it serve a story. Mm. I've always felt like it's been to the detriment of a story. Sure. Um, this is not a spoiler, but I think it it is about like the whole structure of the show. So I don't know if you want to hear this. No, this yeah. is my take on it. Yeah. I think Mushoku Tensei is attempting to build that perversion into... Not like a corny, not a corner thing. We corny thing we do. It is it's embedded in the character, the protagonist of the show. Okay. Like, like it's not just a theme for theme's sake. Like it's not like the character that is who he is. Yeah, it's it's a piece of him, and for better or for worse, they make that choice and they stick with it. And like you know, I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but I will just say like. I'm trying, you know, I just kept telling myself, keep an open mind watching this. Mm. And I was like, just because it's different and it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not meaningful, right? I think about ideas that challenge me all the time. I'm like, just because I disagree with this doesn't mean I shouldn't listen to it. And I was like, I'm just going to give it the benefit of the doubt because mm. there's so much about the show that I like. Like, Grant, it's so good. <laughs> like, so like, that's the thing. I was, <clears throat> I, like, I, I watched the first two episodes. I was blown away by the pilot. <sighs> and I was like, okay, well, this. You know, because you, you were watching it, and Joe was watching it, and, um, you know, just everything, the, the internet was, like, fucking losing their mind over this show. And I was like, well, the, all the people in my life that I know and love, that I trust their opinions, are saying it's good. The internet is also saying that. 
I, you know, you get to the pilot, and I'm like, fucking A. I get to the second episode, I was like, I don't take this. There's some, yeah. there's a significant quality drop in, it's not like they, like, they front-loaded, like, the fan service up top, it was just, it just, it didn't have, like, the, the motion that the pilot did. I think that can be the yeah. problem of a pilot sometimes, a, a yeah. pilot that is so strong, if they don't immediately fall. Like, look at, um, To Your Eternity, they had a tremendous pilot. And then there was immediate follow-up that continued to carry the story at the same pace. Yeah. Similar quality. So I, I plan on going back to it. I was kind of just like, fuck, like, people are saying the juice is here. But, like, I'm not seeing it right. You know, and it's not fair to judge a show. It's two episodes. Like, you know, I would yeah. never, never, you know, dine and ditch like that. But yeah, For me, just... uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about this uh, on the show before about shows that are better as a binge and better season to season. Mm. Like, uh, we're covering Attack on Titan right now. And... I think this is it's a particularly good uh, show to watch, episode to episode, rather. Mm-hmm. I I binge this shit, man. Like, uh, I might have watched this thing in a week or two. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And, and that really benefited, like, some of the pacing. Um, because there, there are turning points in the show that really put the plot on on steroids. And, like... You know, one thing that resonated with me is people just saying it's one of the best adventure shows ever, mm. and uh, you know that's like a really high bar, you know, because you have all you have world building, you have character development, you've got magic, you've got you know it's I've never watched an isekai before, like there's just it's one of the first I know that I know that's it's kind yeah. of a claim to fame people, but people I think um, I think it's you know I'm not an expert, but. As far as I know, with Isakai is like I think the protagonists keep like they're aware yeah. that they're in yeah. a new world, but this one keeps a lot of his traits from his past self. That seems to be the case. Okay. Like, usually, it's like a power upgrade. Like in ReZero, you know, um, <laughs> he's essentially him, like exact same body. You know, comes there. You know, he has an ability, which we find out later. But you know, he is just him. There's other shows where, like this, where it's a new body, whether they're born as a baby or they're, you know, as a one, they come back. If they were a man, they come back as a woman. You know, there's so many, <clears throat> there's so yeah. many ways you can cook this or skin this cat. It's crazy. Like it's one of the most versatile genres <laughs> within anime. It's yeah, I don't know, man. Like um, the the animation is uh, stellar. The yes. adventure is uh, fantastic. I the characters grow, um, but like I just. Um, I, I think they will never get away from the choice that they make with this like perversion angle because like because mm. you know like there's no way around it it's a main trait of the main character or it's a tr- mm. you know I'm not saying every episode like if it was every episode you just got like perverted bullshit scenes then like I would be out mm-hmm. um, but like, like Fire it's, Force. yeah exactly like I'm out um, it's not like that at all like it's just it's just something he sort of quote deals with like i don't know like it's just it's a controversial take like it really is and i don't know if they'll ever escape that i think in spite of that it's a great show like Mm. it's a great anime it's just it's tough like i feel like i understand the point i think i know what they were going for i just think like they 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 really they could have done something else like you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. is a con to me, no matter how you look at it. I get, sure. like, there are defenders of the show that are like, oh, no, but it's about the character development. It's like, yeah, fine. Like, I see that, and I like it. It's still there, though. 
but yeah. like it didn't have to be like you could have done anything with like you know you, you'll see it you'll see what i mean um i just still think it's it's more of a negative than a positive but i think and you know how hypersensitive i am to that shit so i think it means a lot when i say in spite of that I still mm-hmm. recommend it. But, like, specifically to you, like, mm-hmm. like this would be a nightmare. Like, imagine, like, you know, the people we've gotten into anime. Like, you mm-hmm. watch them. Like, you get them to watch this, and this is their first fucking anime. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Like, that's this a, is... That's a risky roll of the dice, for sure. Yeah, like, there's there's pieces of this thing that I'm, like, I don't want... Like, there are moments in this show where I'm, like, every you know, these people in my life know I'm, like, this huge anime guy. I don't want them to see this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's that, like, it is that bad at points. And it's like, why, why you gotta do me like that? Because you're so good, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's, uh... It's, yeah, I, I don't know, man. But, like, all that said, like, it's such a fun ride. Like, yeah. in spite of all that, that might be 10% of the show. 15. But, like, the rest is... I, I fucking enjoyed it, man. I really had a blast with it. I'm excited. I, it's, it's my March break show. So cool, it's, okay. I, uh, so, I was gonna say, you know, put some... Put in the work, yeah. and, oh, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. I assure you next week we'll be having a, a season, a full talk of it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, uh, over to you. So we're just going to keep the, the – we're going to keep the train rolling in a similar area. So, <clears throat> Dave, I want to talk about, no exaggeration, my favorite show of the year so far. <sighs> Heavy. Uh, the anime is called My Dress Up Darling. Oh, I've heard of this. It's so similar, you know, similar avenue is what you were talking about. And it's, you know, it's like shows I've, you know, I've talked about on the show before in the past, you know, it's, it's like Kobayashi Dragon Maid. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a slice of life. It's all about cosplay and these two characters kind of like it's, it's set in high school. The, the male character is, um, he's, he comes from a family that make, uh, they're called Hina dolls. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, almost like, you know not barbies like it's like little wooden dolls they look like geishas like you know it's like master craft master master craft made type stuff like really you know like in japan like they take the trades like that kind of thing very seriously and it's always wanted to be and he's kind of like doesn't have any friends but it's not like a weirdo you know which is nice like they kind of like the the mc is not just like this depraved creature he's just so passionate about like his craft and then you introduce the female character who like she just loves cosplaying and you know, it's Dave. It, it's it's so strange because it's it's a romance. Like now, it's it's slowly becoming a romance, and now the season's almost done. I think there's only two episodes left of, of the season. Is this on Netflix by chance, or is it on Crunchyroll? No, it's on uh, Crunchyroll. Okay, okay. Sorry, go. Comey can't communicate. It's on. Uh, That's on, okay. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, I was confusing those two. Very very similar, but my you know I ended up finishing Comey can't communicate and I actually really liked it towards the end there's same thing there's just a lot of that fan servicey stuff kind of the slight etchy stuff just you know whatever it's on the screen like we're we're on but like the story is there like the relationships are real but this show man like the effort that goes into like explaining how cosplay works and like you know he's a doll maker he knows clothes and he's he's learning so essentially they team up she wants him to make a you know an outfit for her. And it's not like she's using him. It's just like two characters that genuinely want like, want to help each other out. And he's learning how to make dresses, and he's like expanding his horizons. And he was like sheltered because he was so hyper focused on making his dolls. And this girl's kind of like opening the world, and they're clearly falling in love. But like, there's some pretty extreme etchy stuff in the show, and it's like <laughs> they're in high school, so like, okay, yeah, like of it's. But you know, like it, it is what it is. But like, it's it's a beautiful story. The animation, Dave, they do 
they do things in this that remind me of Sunny Boy. Oh really? Uh, just like the animation style, like the the movement of the characters is just so weirdly natural. Like it looks uncanny, and then the longer you see it, you're like, oh, like they're really, really trying to make like people actually walk here. Uh. You know, just like the way they have like the hand drawn backgrounds and the semi like seat or three D, two D drawings of the characters moving, and it's um it's 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 fucking awesome, man. Like it's it's really really good. The writing is top notch. You know, it's it's cringy, not in like the like it's cringy for like you know like the etchy stuff like again for me personally but like yeah. they're just like they're clearly high, in high school and the way they talk and then they're sharing their interests it's just it's really really good and uh like the cosplay community is just loving it because they're you know in similar you know how like in attack on titan like you get those title or the middle info cards yeah in the middle and it'll give you like little fun tidbits and all that they do that kind of stuff throughout the episode like you know, the, um, like in the most recent episode, a character uh, she wants to dress up as has like uh, sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, let's go get like some cheap dollar store, uh, uh, you know, like vampire teeth or something like that. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I read a magazine. He's like, if we take like, you know, fake nails and we cut them down and we use this type of glue, like, you know, we put them on like by hand, we can make this look like, you know, accurate and look really good. And like, you know, and they get into, there's there was a whole episode about like, cosplay group so uh, like group photo shoots yeah so they were talking about like camera lenses and lighting and like it's 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 so in that way it reminds me of dr stone how like they would sit down and they'd break down all this stuff and it's like i'm sure it's like surface level stuff you know and it's like it's and like they're talking about like how people can change the shape of their eyes and it's i'm like i'm actually like it's it's so fascinating to see this stuff they're talking about it sounds like one of those things like you wouldn't think would grab your interest but it manages to despite that well, it, it was just one of those ones, like, you know, the I love the, the YouTube channel Mother's Basement, and he was like, yo, oh, this yeah. show, it's it's uh, it's tight, like, watch it, like, it's really good, and so I did, and I was like, oh, wow, this is, I've been watching it since week one, pretty much, like, every oh, Saturday, wow. I'm like, every Saturday, it's like, oh, shit, new episode of my dress up there, like, you know, before I go to bed, I watch the episode, or watch the episode, and then I go to bed, and it's, it's really, really good, and I know it's, it's like for you to watch it, like you'd be a hard out. I guarantee it. Oh, really? Like, well, not even like it's it's not super extreme. It's it's one of the horniest things I've ever watched. <laughs> like gen- genuinely. There's the quote. But, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like you have those moments, and yes, like that's like it's marketed for like it's marketed that way. Yeah. And I know it's a hit because I go into the fucking bookstore and the manga's everywhere. Like, oh know? really? Oh yeah. Like you see Demon Slayer, you see Comey can't communicate, and you see my dress up darling. It's so funny. Um, but uh, anyway, I don't know, man. It's it's I, it's genuinely my like Attack on Titans, like Attack on Titans. So it's always gonna have that place in my heart. But like, yeah, of course. At this point, hands down, of like a new 20, 2022 show, this is my favorite by far really yeah Man. it's it's really good it, it's that so is real. so it's far so, out of left field it's, <laughs> it's so, so random real, dave it's it's you know it's like when uh, leanna and i watched uh, my senpai is annoying like it's just it was just like a real show like a romantic comedy you know that was of anything i would recommend in that one because like they kind of take all the yeah. etchy stuff out for huh. the most part and uh but no this the show is and the characters like they're so real and genuine you know like it's the you know, and that was the opposite. That was kind of like my problem with Comey can't communicate. Comey can't communicate. It was so fucking cartoony, and un- almost unbelievable in instances. Is like you know this. It just feels like the real world when you watch Dress Up Darling. Yeah, it's honestly like, like I do want to recommend it to you because like the animation. Is, well, you've got me curious enough. I want to. I think I'm gonna have to check this, out the pilot. 
you're gonna see the stuff and uh i think there's there was like a date <clears throat> like two episodes ago maybe like episode eight or nine there was an episode where they kind of just like went out and they went to the beach and it was like your uh, the beach episode of the show but it was like <laughs> it, it doesn't even touch it was like they did an inversion of it they kept it super tame and it was kind of just the characters like clearly falling in love with one another yeah didn't and, like 86 yeah, was, do a beach episode or something yes. it was like what the fuck yeah it was it was so it, it was so all out feel but anyways if anyone can just like wrap their head around like it's clearly an etchy it's there's lots of fan service like they kind of limit it to like one or two instances per episode yeah and it's it's cringy like i'm telling you guys i'm being completely honest about it but everything outside of that is fucking tremendous it's really good interesting all right horny it's horny i'm telling you like it's 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 so horny (laughs) i mean that's uh that's anime yeah that is sometimes um wow okay my dress up darling i'm i'm gonna check out the pilot i think it's good um Okay, well, you've inspired me to bring this one up because you said it's like your new favorite show of 2022. Like, specifically, like, a new show that came out in 2022, I suppose, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have one of those, too. Not an anime. Hold on to your hats. I think I even recommended this to you. Dude, Severance. Oh, we've been... I've been wanting to watch it so bad. Oh, my God, it is fantastic. It is, eh? Uh, Like, I, I, you know... I, I say this enough on this on this podcast that you think I would like Google it. I am so curious about the budget on this movie, Grant. Like it's oh, is it a movie? Uh, a movie? No, on this show, okay, I am uh, so curious about the budget. It is gorgeous. To <laughs> like, I can't believe how good it looks. Like the cinematography. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be like Captain Hot Takes and have like the recency bias. Like everybody gets that, right? Sure. It's like, oh, oh, this is the best. You know, like we just talked about the Batman. It's like the newest Batman. Obviously, it's the best Batman ever. It's like, no. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be that guy. But I will say, like, I, I'm having a hard time off the top of my head. And granted, I'm not very good at things off the top of my head. Mm. Of thinking of a show that looks better. Like a television show that is shot better. I can't believe how well it's shot. Really, it's just, it's gorgeous, uh, yeah. Like just the cinematography, I can't fucking get over it. And it's uh, is his name Ben Wyatt? Ben Wyatt. Who's Ben from Parks and Rec? What's his oh, real name? Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I was gonna say Ben Wyatt. I was like from <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, Adam Scott, Ben Wyatt, same thing. Is uh, he the lead or is he yeah. just like a tertiary? No, he's the lead. Character? He's the lead. Okay. He's he's unbelievable and he's fantastic. Yeah. We love. Him. Uh, yeah, he he, dude. He nails it. Um, Patricia Arquette is in it. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, like, uh, there's a, another girl, and I'm, I'm curious if this is, like, her breakout role or if I'm just shitty. I'm going to guess the latter because I can't think of her name. I just don't think I've seen her in anything, but mm. she looks familiar. I just can't think of her name. Anyway, look it up. It's on Apple TV. Uh, the pilot is great, I think. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm loving it. It is so good. And uh, fucking... No, I don't want to spoil... There, there's some huge, like, A-listers in it that... Or there's at least one that I didn't know was part of it, and they oh. just sort of showed up. Um, but it's it's just, like, a really modern show. <laughs> and it's... Uh, oh, by the way, all directed by Ben Stiller. <laughs> like... I did, I did know Ben Stiller was involved, yeah. Unre- and he nails it, dude. 
Um, he told, I saw the story of him on Stern telling it like about how it happened. And it was like, they had a writer working for their production company trying to get a job and they just wrote it as like a writing sample, like an exercise of like, here's the kind of stuff I can write. And they oh. just wrote the pilot and like those types of things usually just go in a drawer and they're like, okay, now that we know what you can write, go write the next goodwill hunting you know what i mean like they they just like but ben stiller was like yo wait this is so good and it was stuck in production hell for like five years really but it's funny because it's even more apt today like the loose very very loose uh context or plot of the show it's called severance and you find this out in the next couple minutes and i believe it's in the trailer but it's about a literal work-life separation where you go undergo a procedure and you have two identities that cannot communicate with one another Hmm. and there's your work life and your home life and like you don't know what you do for a living (laughs) is kind like you go to work and you assume a different identity in any way like it's very it's very 2022 it's very apt it's very about the whole work-life balance mental health what is happening to people it's it's a very like uh you know how mr robot has a lot of like really fun poignant like what is happening to our society kind of takes it's up there a little bit it's kind of heady i don't know man i'm fucking loving it it's a fantastic drama i was gonna say like when we watched the trailer like i had just finished you know mr robot around that time when i had seen it and i was like oh this is like coincidentally like a good handoff and you know leanne and i saw the trailer and we're like we want to watch this we had we had other irons in the fire our main thing right now is we're trying to like stay away from the heavy shit because like attack on titan is just kind of eating our hearts right now so we're so like, fair trying, you know we're just like like maybe let's not like kick our own asses like you know with continuous shows so I, uh, i've noticed yeah it's for sure we're, we're watching that soon i've totally noticed that like i've i think i have a bad habit of just like depressing myself with dark tv and then i, I like i watch yeah it's a thing but then i watch like uh peacemaker and like uh <laughs> yeah. shoku tensei to an extent and i was like this like some of this stuff is just fun like it's good to just shift the tone a little bit you know it's fun to laugh <laughs> yeah it's it's good yeah. to feel good yeah um should we talk about peacemaker is that a natural transition yeah i think so okay let me let me tee it up for you mm-hmm. is it grant or is it not the best um superhero television show absolutely no doubt about it. You're not done I, yet, right? I'm not done. I'm. I'm. Uh, I think I have two episodes left. Um, in 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 watching these six episodes, I think Marvel should be fucking ashamed. <laughs> like gen- genuinely, it's it is laughable just how they can take such a goofy, ridiculous story with goofy, ridiculous characters in a goofy, ridiculous world and make it more genuine and believable than anything the fucking MCU has put out on Disney+. Plus. It's uh, it's tough, bro. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Now, so <laughs> I... Okay, so I want to soften the blow a bit. I agree with everything you just said. Yep. The, there's one defense I have. But, like, it's not... I'm not out here... I'm playing devil's advocate, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not out here defending Marvel because I think if you've listened to the show before, you know that Grant and I really don't pull our punches... I can on, hear the puppies screaming. As, yeah, like, yeah on, just on all things MCU. <laughs> but, but the one giant differentiator here is uh, I. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like it's James Gunn, and I don't think that any Marvel show inherited its original directors or its original writers. No. Right? Like, it's not like the Russo brothers were like, God, 
wasn't Winter Soldier fun? Let's write a TV show about it. It was like, no, dude. They gave it, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying it to say it. It's like this kind of went to like the B team, mm. <laughs> it, or like, and I'm not. I don't even know who made it, but man, did it ever feel like the B team? You know what I mean? Mm. Like it just like you don't watch that show or any of those shows and go like, wow, like, like even Loki, man, which is like among one of the better ones. Yeah, absolutely. I like that they did. Loki. It's like. <sighs> I think, uh, I think it's it's just tough. tough. I think the root of the success of Peacemaker is, I think Warner Brothers has a, a lot less to lose. It's you know like they can take bigger risks. That, you know you know high risk high reward kind of thing but because do, it doesn't fucking matter because everything is a mess on that side. If it yes, hits, yes, it's a fu- it's like a fucking golden Dude, rocket ripping into space. Like, this it's, is it's perfect. Oh, it's funny. I completely yeah. agree. But it, the funny part, like the funny fucked up ironic part. Is that, like, Warner Brothers, like, let's not get it twisted, right? It's not like they're the good guy empowering artists and Marvel isn't. It's oh, like, absolutely not. It's yeah, like yeah. Warner Brothers tried to rush the DCEU, and they fucked it up so catastrophically... Absolutely. ...that they had no other option than to be like, I guess we'll give directors creative control. Like, that's how we got here. Like, they just did maybe the best Batman movie ever, according to the internet. But, like, that's not because... You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not because the DCEU is good. It's good because it has nothing to do with the DCEU. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's, and Sometimes you stumble in success. I think that's what this is. I, I think, think yeah. if they learned a lesson... Like, look at Joker. I think that if they learned a lesson from those DCEU movies, it was like, yo, we need to maybe fuck off. Like, <laughs> we the suits, we the executives, like, we need to maybe not make everything... We can't just do what marvel did over the course of a decade in like two or three years like where there is no shortcut we tried turns out bill i knew nothing (laughs) yeah but man like i had no creative input on this they uh it's it's funny because you 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 know you give uh todd phillips joker oscars literal oscars you give james gunn the suicide squad on a movie that was like 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 literally the exact same (laughs) like like literally the exact same concept as a movie that was like you know universally booed it was the spearhead in this whole fucked up dceu experiment yeah you know it was the one that led the charge and also like simultaneously missed the mark yeah (laughs) and it was just a sign of things to come you know what i mean or like maybe batman versus superman was oh i guess that predates it um and then and then you give matt reeves uh and Robert Pattinson, Batman. You know what I mean. And then, and then, anyway, you you get where I'm going with this. It's just mm-hmm. nuts. Like it's, I can't believe how good it is. But it's like, you know, they didn't. Uh, I don't think Warner Brothers is like in this moment because of how beautiful and authentic and mm. fantastic and empowering Peacemaker is. I don't think like they're like out there for you know holding the flag for like artistic integrity. I think they stumble into this shit, <laughs> and yeah. we're very fortunate to have James going at the helm. I think we're helpful to have John Cena. He what what a magnificent creature he is. Like he, good for him. I I really hope he doesn't like run it out and like just completely like live in this character for the next ten years. I think that'd be boring. and Not fun. I think, I think. But what we have right now, is awesome. Like it's just he is so funny. He is such. He he's one of like the few like. like say what you will about the rock and all that but like i just i don't buy it i see like i see the marketing behind yeah, every yeah, fucking yeah. word he says and it, it annoys the shit out of me 
Um, but like you know, out of all like the wrestlers that kind of come through, like John Cena is like I think this guy should be a bigger actor, and I'm glad he's getting more creative Dude, roles like this. I totally can, agree. Like, it's it's really really fun. Like, he's so fucking funny. Like and the dude that plays deep. Buddy there, he the can go deep. Guy, oh that god, dude, he's gonna have a career after this. I fucking I guarantee that. If he didn't before, he does now. A dude is hilarious. He, it's the writing, dude. Like uh, I I read an interview with James Gunn, and it, and it really reframed the story for me. And he he kind of almost pictures this as uh, wow. I'm I'm awful. You can tell about my recall. It's I already forget her name. Uh, the big black chick in the movie, uh, uh, or in the show, uh, uh she's, uh, Viola Davis's daughter. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't watched it in, like, three weeks. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was saying, like, I think of this as a non-romantic, non-sexual love story between mm. Peacemaker and her. Sure. Trying to, like, figure out one another. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, they're just sort of along for the ride. Anyway, you've got, like... I, I I'm. Have you been spoiled on the ending? No, no, no. Wow. I have no idea. I like I said, I got two episodes a, to watch. I'll probably watch those tonight, actually. Man, there's a fantastic uh, thing at the end there that I won't can I, even. Can I talk about a scene that I saw? Yeah. Um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't. I don't know what episode it is, so I apologize. So you know, listeners, beware. Spoilers for season one of Peacemaker. The scene where they're fighting the fucking gorilla, <laughs> Dave. I was. I was howling on the couch. It was like, and then they killed the gorilla, and like they're all like just the ride home. It was like they're all covered in blood. They're all high five each other. Like they're singing songs together, doing karaoke, and like it's so good. It's just it's so fucking funny. Like they put this on the Suicide Squad poster when they were marketing the movie, and it was from the beautifully disturbed mind of James Gunn. Yeah, and it's just like yeah that. Uh, that I feels about so. right. Like it, I can't. And the soundtrack, dude. The needle drops in this fucking show. All eighties, all like super cheesy eighties. The guy, 80s metal, it's so funny. I just can't believe he, like, I can't believe what he did. It's uh, it's so impressive. Did you ever see Super, the movie he made years ago with Rain Wilson and uh, Ellen Page or uh, Elliot Page? There. No, but it I is... think I heard him talk about it uh, on press tours for Peacemaker, and I meant to go watch. That is the blueprint for this show. 100%. Really? Everything this show is owes to what he made in Super. He That was like the tee-up, for sure. It is, it is like the you know, the precursor to Peacemaker. It's really, it's really, it's super fucked up. It's a good movie. Kevin Bacon's in it. It's really, 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 really good. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Kevin Bacon, man. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. Jesus. Uh, do you want to take a break for, well... I don't know if this is news. Yeah, a couple off-topic things. Sure, yeah. Um, the Reddit Anime Awards happened. Oh, yes. And I just wanted to mention quickly that I thought it was pretty interesting because the Crunchyroll Anime Awards got a lot of, like, shit. Yeah, as they always do. As they always do. And then I was like, you know, I'm not... I'm kind of new to this community. I'm kind of curious as to, like, where people are on this and then i saw that r slash anime on reddit has a whole voting section like they have a whole thing and it gets it gets they're always doing something on there yeah so they did the year for 2021 and they did like an entire they had a they had a elected like critic panel um they had a user vote and they did it into i don't have it all in front of me but i really suggest if you're curious about this kind of thing just google reddit anime awards 
for 2021 and it's it's you know there are thousands upon thousands perhaps hundreds of thousands i don't know what the actual voter turnout was but it was a lot and uh i just i saw and this i felt funny about this um the critics gave anime of the year to sunny boy mm. which vindicates me sure. because it it proves it proves that i'm both a critic and pretentious fair enough because and this is what's great about these awards that i thought was like really cool because it shows the critics choice but then the popular vote choice mm. and the and it's funny because you know the critics gave sunny boy anime of the year only three it only received 3.5 percent of the votes from for the from the popular vote perspective really 3.5 percent with guess who won first place with 33 percent of the votes um you don't have to guess if you don't want to with jiu-jitsu kaisen would that count uh, i don't oh, even know if it was on the list but or it might have been uh mushoku tensei 33 percent of the votes oh yeah there you go hilarious um but yeah anyway i thought that was like noteworthy um if you're interested in like what the community at large and the internet thinks about anime give that a google it was a really fun thing your fucking odd taxi got tons of praise (laughs) yeah no doubt (laughs) it's so fucking good people love that shit (laughs) it's a great show have you have you had a chance to finish that no not yet i I feel like now that i'm back from all this vacation and all this mucking about uh, i've got a couple things to put on uh priority uh 86 assassination classroom Mm probably odd taxi um i want to this is going to be very random and I, I i know we're already coming up on an hour here but i saw these two things and i had to bring them up to you with you um first did you see the obi-wan uh we're talking star wars now no, uh, no i want to i just want to see that okay so um yeah I'm, I'm gonna watch it i watched the trailer it looks good um i'm excited to watch it. i'm nervous honestly yeah i think there's a lot at yeah. stake i think uh the one boba thing that was a fucking stinker what's that boba fett was just a stinker right to the end yeah so and i think ewan mcgregor uh is it fair to say like he might be one of the few things that is absolutely universally loved from a star wars perspective i think so i think everybody agrees you know everybody has these hot fucking takes on prequels and shit like, but I think everybody agrees that he's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited to see that. And then I stumbled on something, Grant, that, you know, you're like, you're bigger into Star Wars than I am. And so you probably already know this. Did, did you hear about this, this leak? But it's like a confirmed fact, like after Rise of Skywalker happened, um, you know, if you remember, it was going to be directed and written by Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. And it was going to be called Duel of the Fates. Yes. Already a better title. Um, like, did you like? Did you see the leaked fucking script and plot points that came out? Would have been tremendous. What? Okay. It would have been. Okay, so you're aware of this shit already. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh my god! Like, I, I'm, a, I'm literally a year late on this, but I, I couldn't believe it. They had like a, wow, like that would have been a lot better, huh? Yeah, it's. It, it, the meddling in the Star Wars trilogy, like one of the most mishandled pieces of expensive IP in the history of cinema. Fair, the, fair to say, one hundred percent. The iron, like the real, like sweet irony is like the mad shit. Like there's the pocket of the internet that just loves the prequels. Like we grew up with them, so they they're in our hearts. We're, you know, and again, it's like we were talking about earlier, nostalgia. <laughs> you know, like 
I just don't get this new trilogy. Like, it has, like, really good moments. They look great. But, like, the tr- I've never seen a more try-hard, like, scent on them. Like, you could just see it from a mile away. Yeah. The meddling that went into those movies, especially that last one. Oh, and, dude, uh, the last one, yeah. And uh, well, The Last Jedi, like, you know, there's some... Some of my favorite theater moments are actually in The Last Jedi. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed parts of that movie. But uh, it's... I don't know, man. I think... It's just... Yeah, ironic they need, some DC, they need to do a james gunn they just le- let someone just fucking do their thing it's the mouse so they won't let it happen but yeah you know it's just this is the this is when people get upset about monopolies this is like evidence number one when it comes to an entertainment standpoint the chokehold that star wars hat is in right now it's it's not gonna budge unless they truly fuck up the brand it's not gonna budge it just the the irony is what got me dude because like here's the sequence of events. It's like right, like uh, what's it? Force Awakens happens. It's fine. Does great numbers. The the things get bumpy at the Last Jedi, which also mm-hmm. does great numbers because it's yep. Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. But like Ryan Johnson made such strong choices that it divided the fan pace, right? But I'm not done yet, right? <laughs> this is the irony, right? And I I want to be clear, like retrospect at that time, and I think I stand by it. I thought they were bad choices. I was like, yo, yeah. I don't know what he's doing here. This is fucked. Yeah. Like, I think this is stupid. And I'm mad. And I felt that a lot of people felt that way as well. But the irony is that Colin Trevorrow, like, received that hot potato and wrote what appears to be a pretty fan, pretty good conclusion with it. Mm. Like, better, significantly better than what we ended up with. And, like... You know, he, he, he like he inherited what he inherited and was like, Okay, now I'm gonna wrap it up. And he wrote like a very authentic, original, but like fairly loyal take. And then the mouse <laughs> saw how mad people were, and then I think I think they panicked. And that's mm. probably not that hard of a take. And they're like, Well, let's go to JJ and let's retcon this shit and spent and, and they decided to spend the third movie undoing a lot of what the last jedi did instead of just committing to it like colin trevorrow did mm-hmm. and we end up with this like fucked up mishmash yeah, of like of half measures it actually sounds a lot like what happened to the original suicide squad movie which is mm-hmm. ironic um where like the studio is interfering so much just to try and please everybody that you end up with this like middling conclusion to like one of the biggest, most viable franchises in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. It's like they, they would have been better if they just, like, you know what I mean? Like they might've actually just been better if they just ate a bit of controversy for a year before they put out the conclusion, but they tried to please everybody and ended up doing like a five out of 10 movie. It's, it's <sighs> hilarious. The old Star Wars conundrum. <laughs> it's never ending. Like, it's... Yeah. I, it's just, man, I I saw this Duel of Fates thing, and I was like, is this real? And then I did some yeah. Googling, and I saw the plot. Back up with the Obi-Wan trailer, yeah. That's why. And then I, I did some Googling, and I was like, wait, all the plot points are out. Like, they released all the... Like, this is what was going to happen? And, dude, mm-hmm. like, almost at every... Like, Poe had a fucking arc. Finn mm-hmm. had an arc. You know, Like, the Kylo, better ending for him? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no Palpatine? Like, what? Yeah, that's still blows my mind. 
Anyway. Uh, it looked cool. I'll say that. Rise of the Skywalker, out of those three movies, I found it looked the coolest. Yeah, it's it pretty, yeah. pretty Visually, movie. yeah. But pretty movie, uh, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's my Star Wars rage. <laughs> I always love it. I'll always talk Star Wars, good or bad. Yeah. So I Over got one you. thing. I got one thing left. Really, I know we're running late. Um, I know you haven't caught up yet, but I really, really, really want to talk about eighty six. Do it. Um, so <clears throat> you and I were kind of watching like like we were like out of tandem for a while. And then we we finally caught up at the or we hadn't caught up to the show, but you and I had caught up with one another. And then they announced that like the show was being like delayed for three months. Like the last three episodes were being delayed. Yeah. And I think you and I kind of just said, "Ah, we'll wait." And we both yeah. like stopped at the same time. What episode did you stop at, dude? I don't even know. Okay, so I stopped at episode fifteen. I'm so, somewhere in there. So, you know, it, it's in the second half, like the part two of the series. Um, so I fired up. So the I think this past Saturday, episode twenty-two. So the the return, like the last three episodes are coming back, came out on Saturday. So I'm like, all right, I have you know a handful of episodes. I'm going to watch this throughout the week kind of thing, and I'll watch the new episode on the weekend. You know, I ended up getting delayed, da 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 Dave, I, I watched all of them this weekend. The fault, Like, I watched episode 16. No exaggeration. The hyperbole is real. I'm, tr- like, really trying not to, like, over overextend this. It's honest to God one of the best fucking action episodes of an anime I've ever seen. Wow. You and I had kind of like nitpicked a little bit on the CG and kind of like the legions yep. and like the juggernaut units. It doesn't matter. It's like they figured it out in one episode. Really? And it, it looks so natural and everything belongs. Like there's moments where you can tell it's CG but like it doesn't matter because like at the speed it's going... You know, huh. I know we had talked about like Attack on again. We're always coming back to Attack on Titan. Well, the C, like the CG moments, like anytime the Titans when they were in CG, they were moving fast. They look like you know running potatoes essentially, and that is not it. It's it is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. There's still like the show is still not perfect. There's a lot of things that I don't like. There's this, that Frederica character they introduced the last. In the oh last, fuck. yeah, I forgot about you know, her. I didn't still love that. Fully, I still don't fully understand that they introduced like magical powers towards the end and there's all this like the possession of the legion taking people over. Yeah, that was fucking there's, weird. There's still a lot of stuff like I just don't really understand, but like they so the episode that just just aired, uh episode 22 it's called Shin. It, it's the closest thing to talking about like PTSD and depression and mental oh. health. Dave, it was like I was watching one of the best episodes of Neon Genesis. It was really. It. I was like sitting there, like it was like really late, and I was like, I might just be too tired, and like this. This seems like way heavier than it should be, and I just like hammered through, and by the end, it, it was such a wild ride and huh. payoffs that I never expected them to do happened. Yeah, and then they kind of they do something fun, and I'm not. I don't even want to touch it because I want you to see, and it's new. I want people to watch it. Ooh. It's. I'm getting it's excited. Really from episode 16 is just an absolute wild ride it is so good um it's yeah. better than the first 12 up the first half of that season was okay um, yeah i was getting lukewarm on it i think that's might have been why we stopped we had other stuff to well actually we yeah. probably started covering demon slayer and stuff but yeah yeah actually that's 100 what it was probably demon slayer but i really 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 liked what i saw episode 16 of 86 like blew my socks off i was like what fuck. the fuck am i watching this is insane this is not the Dude. show i've been watching the like the action was decent you know there was cool moments 
but this was like from the get-go it's like kate battle episode and it was like i finished it and i was like i want to watch gundam or something you know like i want to watch like iron blooded orphans i just want to watch like Max, i still like, gotta fight. i still gotta watch neon but yeah oh yeah but I it like... was yeah they did um yeah they did neon genesis proud like just really you know, eh? like just the risk they took and the storytelling they took and you know but it's it all still felt real to the world yeah you know in, in the same way that neon genesis is like yeah. do you remember like cable tv does like previously on and like they give you a recap of last episode or like yeah like that season leading up to what you're about to watch i need one sure. of those or i just need to skim through the last like two well, or three dave i think the people that run this show know that the the scheduling has been a big problem because uh-huh. there's three major uh repeat or uh, uh <laughs> refresh episodes And they did one for, like, the first 12 episodes. They did one for the first, like, five or six of part two. Yeah. And then they did another one for, like, the last four leading up to the one that aired. Oh, really? On Saturday, yeah. And they're full episodes. They... I watched them just watch... I I had already just watched the stuff. And I was like, well, I'll just watch them. See what's in there. Dude, maybe maybe I'll do that. Yeah. They're they're good. Um, All I can think about was, like, can you imagine just being, like, you know, college, you're up late, 86 is on, like, you know tell a tune at night or you know the anime block or whatever and you just watch this episode 22 26 i'd be so freaked out in my dorm room or whatever. that's like, funny it was trippy it was but like very well done it wasn't too heavy handed i mean i remember uh you're, you're getting me amped for it I remember, i'm starting to think back about you know some of the best episodes that i've seen and i remember like they do like silent remember like they do silent a lot like they'll yeah. just kill sound and they'll do these edits like mm-hmm. a cut to something really bloody, but there's no sound at all. Oh, they they have a beautiful use of title cards. The title cards again continue to kill it. Yeah, they they did, they've done some really exciting shit. Um, the best to, score. Let's go check that out. The best score for a show I've uh, heard in the past few years, easily. The, the, the yeah, I remember that being good. Beautiful. The op the second op for part two is really good. The the ending credit music is just it's it's such a strange choice. But it works, and the way it ramps up to the very—it's one of the few shows. I just like—I gotta—I gotta run this one out. True. Like, going into the next episode, it's really, really good. Man, all right, well, you've got me amped up. I'm gonna have to put that on the priority list. I would—I would honestly, I would jump because it's topical. I think it would be fun to talk about the next few episodes. Yeah, and you say. don't have—you don't have that much to catch up on, really, because a lot of the stuff that happened in the first part, like whatever, and the Frederica's—I still don't understand. That's like I said, it's not perfect. There's still stuff I'm like, I don't ah, buy. nothing is. You know, right? it's it's not the perfect show, but there's just so many cool little pieces of this that just kind of, kind of just takes it over that extra little line of like, oh, this is this is a good show. I, yeah. I would rec- I would honestly recommend this to, to people. Cool, so. man. All right, eighty six. Yeah, I think it's a good place to leave it. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited to catch a little refresher. I miss these. I miss these post shows so much. Oh my god, three weeks felt like a felt like an eternity, didn't it? Mm-hmm. You just you don't you take the things for granted, you know. Well, doing Demon Slayer and AOT back to back—that was like fucking going to the gym three times a day. That was hard, man. That was like a lot of mental energy. It, it was it, nice when it was just one at a time. It was. It's easy to forget that, like, we, you know, for a long time we just did, we just did this. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, we're gonna have to, you know, think about like what to cover, if anything, mm-hmm. like after Attack on Titan is over. Like, I think the post show is like here to stay. Um, but it's like, you know, you know, will we cover something week to week after that? But like, I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're going to mm-hmm. keep talking and putting out these podcasts if, if people keep listening and you know, it's been really fun, but I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for, for what comes next. Yes, sir. 
All right, fellas. Uh, all. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> see, see how inclusive that was? Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, we appreciate you. Um, obviously, we're covering Attack on Titan, as we've mentioned. So check out those podcasts if you haven't already. We're going to keep um, recording and releasing those on Wednesdays until series end in just two weeks. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll have maybe a bonus episode talking about the ending if there is an ending or a reaction to any announcements to any potential sequels or movies or who knows um but we're excited to see how that goes and obviously uh tune in next friday for another post show where we talk about everything else that we're watching um thank you again so much for listening we'll see you next week bye guys cheers